What is up, everyone? The Word of God, not the Bible. We're going to talk about this topic today, which might be a hot-button issue, but I promise if you stick around to the end, I'm going to shed some light on this topic so that you and I and everyone in this community has a much deeper understanding of what the Word of God actually is. And I'm very passionate about this subject. It's something I've studied quite a bit. I love my Bible. So as we get going on this, know that I am not dissing the Bible whatsoever, but I'm merely shedding light on a common theme that we hear from pulpits all over the country and around the world for literally hundreds of years, calling the Bible the Word of God. And I'm going to talk about today why I don't believe that to be true and why what I do believe to be true is even more powerful in helping each of us ascend, find God, and actually be Christ on this earth. And so that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Welcome in the chat. Uh, this is the Cub Cooker Supernatural podcast where we talk about faith, spirituality, and the paranormal, the common thread that ties them all together in this cosmic and even otherworldly narrative that we are all a part of since the dawn of time. That's exactly what we do on this channel. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me over at www.cubcooker.me where we have a ton of cool merchandise, the brand new t-shirts, mugs. We also have the phone case for iPhone. I've got Samsung phone cases coming soon, as well as posters for your dorm room, your office. Uh, I've got several people that have purchased these uh, that are framing them and putting them in their YouTube studios. So uh, really, really cool merch that we have going on. We also have a sale going on. You can use discount 25 to get 25% off your entire order through Monday. Today is September 22nd, 2022. So you can use that code through Monday. After that, it'll be going away. And a ton of the merch that I have on there currently will be going away to make room for kind of the new line of merch that we're doing, uh, which has a little bit different graphic quality to it. I really like the new uh, designs and the new artwork I've been coming up with and, and how it lays on the products. So anyway, that's how I fuel this channel. That's how we continue doing what we're doing. So if you like what we're doing, uh, go check that out. So, but anyway, getting into the study today, uh, you guys, like I said, go ahead and ask any questions you have down, uh, in the comments. I am watching the comments. This is live, so I'm able to stop and answer comments as they come in. Um, and we welcome everyone here. Faith, race, religion, orientation, doesn't matter. Welcome, as long as you have an open mind and uh, you approach all of the comments and interactions with love and respect, uh, you're totally welcome here. And that's exactly what we do. Um, I'm not one of those channels that, uh, you know, gets up there, rah, rah, rah. You know, I'm, I like to have a smile on my face. I like to love people. Uh, and I like to bring value to this platform and all the other platforms we go out to uh, in a way that uh, sparks people's curiosity, uh, their higher mindsets, and uh, ultimately a Christ consciousness within all of us. So that's exactly what I do here. 
So we're talking about the word of God several times in the Bible. And by several, I mean hundreds, hundreds of times in the Bible. It talks about the word of God. However, if we read, and I'm going to grab my Bible here. This is a uh, Christian Standard Bible. I love this one. I read it a lot. Um, I don't know if you can see it on the green screen. There we go. Uh, I read this a lot. However, and this is an awesome, awesome book, guys. It's a book. It's it's scripture. It's not the word of God. And I'm going to show you why today. Um, and normally I come at stuff with, hey, I don't know. This is one of those things that I deeply understand. And once I deeply understood that, I understood it. And I can add all kinds of stuff to that bigger picture around it. Um, KJV 1611. Yes. If you have one of those, God bless you. Those are, those are so cool. I wish I had one. If I ever get a chance to purchase a immaculate copy of that, I would absolutely love to. Um, but yes, so, you know, this thing has been, there are hundreds, hundreds of different translations and transliterations of the Bible. There are different canons of the Bible. There's the Ethiopian canon, which includes the Book of Enoch. A lot of people argue with me on Book of Enoch's not in the Bible. Well, well, it is for millions of people, uh, just not for us here in the West. So uh, why do we think we're right? Like, what gives us that authority to say that we are right? So the, the things I'm going to talk about today, for some people, it's going to be very uncomfortable. But I promise you, I'm going to deliver this message with love and with authority from the scriptures. And that's one thing I don't normally, you know, do like these, you know, uh, preaching type episodes. Uh, normally I don't know because I talk about stuff that I can't know, that I haven't actually reached out and touched an alien God. So I don't know about that, but it's fun to, to look at. It's fun to talk about. And I do a lot of episodes like that. And today this is something that I can concretely look into scripture. I can show you, I can show me. And once we get that, like really get that within our being, it will take us to a brand new place of understanding and ascension. Uh, I'm here to hear peace. Amen. Absolutely, Angel. Um, let's see. I got this one. Um, let's see. Uh, what's your favorite GameCube game? Ah, oh, man, I haven't played video games in forever. We live in a video game, so I don't need to play video games. Life is, uh, the matrix is, uh, fun enough for me. So, uh, it's, it's an interesting, uh, an interesting journey for sure. So, um, does the Bible mention unicorns? Yeah, it actually does talk about mythical creatures several times, uh, including unicorns. So, um, God is all be careful. You might get confused. Uh, yeah, God is all absolutely. And, and that's the problem is that we try to put him in a box and we try to put him in a book, by the way. And so, uh, I'm going to get into scripture instead of just, uh, reading comments, but, um, scripture, we've got Hebrews four twelve for the word of God is living and active. John one, one in the beginning was the word, the word was God and the word was with God. Your word is a lamp to my feet and my path in Psalms. Isaiah 5, 5, 11. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall return. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I propose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. 
All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching. Okay, so do you see where we might have a little bit of confusion here? We just heard the word, the word, the word, the word, and then scripture. And then in Matthew 4, 4, it says, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to break apart some of these scriptures so that we have a much better understanding of what the word of God is. Because, and you might have guessed it, the words here that, that we're talking about, the word for word, doesn't always mean the same thing. And in fact, uh, it's pretty easy to differentiate between what it means in the Bible because you have pretty much a Old Testament representation of what the word is and a New Testament representation of what the word is. And in the Greek, it means something uh, quite a bit different than what it does in the Hebrew. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start looking through these. Um we're going to go to John 1, 1 in the Greek. So this is super, super interesting here. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. So if we think this is the Word, this Bible, if you can see it on green screen here. If we think this is the Word then we might get a little confused. How can the Bible that's been edited and created by man, has God guided it? Sure. But as we're going to reveal today, and I think our collective understanding will lead us to the idea that the word of God is not the book, but the people, the people that are a part of the body of Christ, which is all of us, by the way. So, the word here is logos in the Greek. And you've probably heard of the word logos. L-O-G-O-S. You may have heard some mystic talking about that on TikTok. You may have heard a pastor mention it in passing. You may even have heard the word lego. Like the little building blocks, right? So, all of this is kind of in the same family of understanding here. So, the word logos is Strong's 3056. You can look it up in the Strong's Concordance. Strong's 3056. And its first meaning is something said. So, that's a word. Oh, I said something to someone. Or so-and-so said something to me. Or I said something on the podcast. Said something in a video. That's a word. That's a spoken word. That's an audible vibration through time and space. But by implication, meaning it's implied here. It's implied. So the word logos has a deeper meaning, a deeper esoteric meaning. It's not just the spoken word. It's by implication being implied. It is a reasoning or motive. And then by extension... It is a computation, specifically the divine expression. So here's where it gets interesting. When you realize the history of this book, you begin to question in a healthy way. Is that really the divine expression of God? 
because you look at the character of the men that guided this from point A to point B and all the other points in between and have their fingerprints all over it. And then you have modern translations and transliterations that try to put it in modern English and continue to change it and twist it even more. And this is not conspiracy theory, guys. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. Why do you think it's against the law to open mail? Because you can tamper with what's inside. And then the person that receives the mail might not get the right message, right? So the same thing with the Bible, when you hold it as the high holy word of God, that becomes an issue. And, and, it, and it did for me. And that's what I want to share from this point of view, from my point of view. When I said this is infallible, this is infallible. And then I read the Christian Standard Bible, and then I read the NLT, and then I read the Sefer over here, and then I read uh, the King James Bible, and then I've read the PDFs of the 1611 Bible, and then I've read uh, the Ethiopian Bible, and I've read all of this stuff, and then I read the Nag Hammadi Scriptures, and then I start to understand why the Gnostics might not be around anymore because it threatened the authority of this book. And really the doctrinal timeline that was being laid out. And again, I'm not trying to, this is not against the Bible at all. I love my Bible. It's amazing that we have a set of scriptures that we can actually look at and read. That is really cool. But we cannot open it up and trust that we are getting the authentic reality fed to us every single time. Well, you say, well, what about the Holy Spirit? It helps me discern it. Great. But why do we have millions of people that claim to have the Holy Spirit that read different versions of this that all have different versions of reality? Yes, it only represents the bias of men. Truth, uh, Steve says. Thank you very much. Um, and that's all I'm trying to say here, guys. That's all I'm trying to say here is how is this the logos of God? Well, the logos of God is in everything. Absolutely. So how is that even more the logos of God than I am or you are? Because what I'm going to read here, we're going to, we're going to continue to get into this. So, so the logos by extension, a computation, an algorithm, a mathematical formula, specifically the divine expression have you ever seen a painter like the expressionists um you've got like uh, van gogh that that expression the the starry night a divine expression the artwork of the realities that we live in it's very very interesting have fun has a question yeah what's your question I believe the Holy Spirit is the way one receives God in that moment for each person will act differently. Very true. Uh, it's going to affect each of us differently uh, based on our consciousness level and based on our ascension um, as we experience it. And a lot of people, if you see like King David, he had the Holy Spirit 
um, you know, it says the spirit fell on him and then, uh, he acted like a goofball, uh, and did some really embarrassing things. So, you know, our level of consciousness, maybe we can handle the Holy Spirit better, the higher consciousness we have. I propose that we can, I think, I think that there's something to that. Um, let's see, um, so if the star fell, what did, I don't understand the, the breadth of your question. Have fun. Uh, are you talking about, um, the star that fell from heaven, like Lucifer type star falling or what are we, what's that question there? So, um, what if I give you the term, the creator split themselves into everything? Yeah, absolutely. I think the creator is in, is in all things. I believe in a trinity of the father, the mother, and the son. And I believe that trinity is the perfect expression of the love of God, the Godhead, the God family, the plural Elohim. Again, in this book, we've made it the male Holy Spirit. But we have to remember the word he way back in the day was not, it was more of a gender neutral term. It wasn't, it wasn't like indicative of the masculine because languages have changed so much. And we have one language now, um, even in all the languages around the world, it's, it's evolved and changed. And I say we have one language. Obviously, there's a lot of different languages, but all of those languages have evolved and changed. And we've lost a lot of the texture and the nuance of those original languages. So, um, uh, it is spiritual of another time. Uh, spiritual is a living thing, but it's personal. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to get my coffee here. Um, numbers are a universal language. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm no mathematician at all. In fact, I've failed math. So, um, but I can certainly see it in everything and i can certainly see the physical matrix runs on an operating system and that operating system can only exist because of the spiritual matrix and the spiritual matrix is something that christ came to reveal directly to god's children to you and i everyone on the planet has an opportunity to use that operating system and understand what christ was talking about it does not inherently mean that you are of a certain faith tradition if you activate what Christ came to show you. And that is one of the biggest things that I believe because when we pull the religiosity and the churchianity out of it, now it has a universal message and a universal code that we can live by, we can ascend by, and we can find God through. And that God is much, much, much closer than the God that was in the sky and the fire and the brimstone and the fire on the mountain and all of these physical things happening. Christ came to reveal a metaphysical and outside of the physical, outside of the matrix reality to us that we are literally a part of right now. If you've ever watched the movie, the matrix where they wake up, he wake Neo wakes up and realizes he's just a battery for these, these AI intelligences uh, and I think the same thing. We're just a battery for these extraterrestrial little G gods that have made out of a perfect metaphysical spiritual creation that is in a completely different realm 
that we are now attached to these physical bodies in a physical matrix. And you have all these powers of the world that use things like sorcery, use things like um, these rituals and stuff to activate the physical matrix and get what they want out of the physical matrix because they're playing by the rules of the little G gods that made everything that we're living in now. And you go, well, what? I thought God created everything. He did. He created it, and then it was made into. It was made in sin. It was made in the curse in Genesis 2 when you have the Yahweh Elohim show up. The original Elohim, the Father, the Mother, the Son, the Holy Trinity, you may have heard that, which has been twisted over the years because we don't want to be pagans. We don't want to have polytheism. So let's make sure that it's all male and it's all the same thing and we just... Then we'll simplify it and we'll go, it's just all in Jesus. It's all in Jesus. And by the way, wait for Jesus. And by the way, do what the church says. By the way, do what the state says. By the way, do what Rome says. So I hope you guys are catching what I'm talking about here. Again, I'm not here. No conspiracy theories here. I'm not trying to be that guy at all. I'm just saying it is what it is. It has been changed, manipulated, twisted, rewritten, tried to be understood in multiple different points of view and languages over centuries. And even off the bat, look at what happened in Acts. Go read about the church in Acts and and try to understand and think, is that really what Christ wanted? Is that really what he came? Read the words of Christ in the canon, in the biblical canon, You don't even have to go to the Gnostic Gospels to understand what he's saying. Now, it helps if you go to the Gnostic Gospels, but you don't have to to understand what he's saying. Um, Let's see. Hey, you guys. Yeah, um, you're welcome to mute anybody in the comments. Um, There's a lot of comments. So uh, anyone that's being rude or anything, you guys, you know, kick them out of the chat here. So we're here to love each other and be respectful. So. Um, uh, this is what Sumerians in the time of Babel did. The holy books are the greatest illusion ever made. Uh, that, that's a pretty good point. Uh, Ziski rabbit. Um, you know, the holy books have truth in them, right? Like, but how do we decipher that truth? I mean, Jesus spoke in very esoteric terms. He He said, those with eyes to see and those with ears to hear. He said, I speak in parables so that they with eyes and they with ears will not see and will not hear. But those with eyes to see and ears to hear will hear and see. They will see the truth. They will see the authentic reality. They will see through the illusion, through the matrix. Love is for all and I enjoy listening. Amen. Thank you, Saturday. I appreciate that. Um... Let's see. It's all about Jesus. He is the way, the life. And we're about to look at what Jesus actually is here in a second. This is pretty cool. So I did a live stream about him yesterday, which is really, really good. So we see that, you know, in the beginning was the word. The word being the divine computation, the expression of God. Then we go to John 1.14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son from the Father, 
full of grace and truth. So what is the one and only son? Let's, let's work backwards in this. The one and only here, we might look at that and go, oh, okay, he, he's, he's the only one. There's no other sons of God, right? Well, if you look at the word, it's Strong's 3439, and it says monogenous. And that means only, only begotten, unique. From monos, or geomani, meaning only born. So it's a very interesting thing because only begotten really means unique. And some other translations I've looked at have said favored, like he's the favorite son. So it's really, really interesting because then you see this, the gods described as the sons of God. And in earlier translations of the Bible, you see instead of angels, you see sons of God, especially in the Old Testament. Uh, and you go, well, wait, there's there's more sons of God? Well, I mean, that's at least what people on Earth were calling them when they're watching them come down in the spaceships and doing stuff with humanity and building their societies and the tribes and all of these. You know, you, you go look at uh, some of these ancient sites. Uh, Puma Punku is one of them. Uh, go look that up. Google P-U-M-A-P-U-N-K-U, Puma Punku. And these are perfectly cut monolithic stones that are literally look like they're cut with a laser and they date them back to like 10 to 15,000 years ago. No way humanity did that. We can't even do that today without heavy machinery and a ton of cranes. How did they do that back then with wooden blocks? Oh, people were more determined back then. No, because there's thousands of scriptures, guys. Thousands of extra biblical scriptures and Hindu scriptures and uh chinese scriptures and japanese and oral traditions and there are it is all around the world norse traditions that talk about the gods coming down and helping build and give technology and wisdom and kind of this false sense of ascension we've made it we've got all these things look at our societies and then you got a man named christ saying go home sell it all and follow me and by the way, the kingdom of heaven is within. The kingdom of God, he said, by the way. The kingdom of God is within you. And he said it does not come with visible signs. doesn't come on a cloud. It comes within you. You bring forth that which is within you, and that which is within you will save you. But if you do not bring it forth, that which is within you will destroy you. And that's from the Gnostic Gospel of Thomas. So do you see how all this starts to make more sense? You just pepper in a little bit of the Gnostic Gospels and you, it totally unlocks the words of Christ. You can certainly find it without the Gnostic Gospels. But just pepper in a little bit of that and it completely unlocks what Christ was talking about. And then you put Enoch back in the Bible, the book of Enoch, and you understand what Adam was and what Noah was. You understand this line of people people that had the origin of creation within them, people that could be taken up in these, these aircraft, these spaceships, and shown the mysteries of the heavens. And yet they did not, they were not unalived by it. They were able to come back and then even be taken because it says Enoch walked with God and then was, was no more. Thank you for the roses. God bless you guys. 
I bet you everybody forgets about that little message. Thanks for mentioning it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's all I'm here to do, guys, is uh, if I have to be a voice in the wilderness, that's fine. You know, a lot of people have heard my messages lately, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. But very few people understand what I'm actually talking about. And if you're one of those few people, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for waking up. Thank you for choosing to love a God that is infinite, that is not assigned to any particular religion or faith tradition, but he is infinite. He is universal. He is the power that saves. He is within all of us. And Christ said, because of what he did, we can go straight to God. You do not have to be a Christian to find Christ. There are people in the Amazon rainforest with no contact with humanity that find Christ. He goes by different names, but it's the same logos, the same word of God, which is why we have got to quit calling this book the word of God. Space Case says, I'm awake. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. Mankind has abused God. Uh, let's face it. It's kind of sad uh, when all he has is the greatest gift of love for you. Amen. Absolutely. Sonic Noah says, just look at the pyramids. Absolutely. How did we build those things? I mean, anyone that wants to justify and say, yeah, we just put those on logs and rolled them up the hill. Come on, guys. I mean, come on. Like, human beings are way more logical than that. We just don't want to accept the really weird reality we live in where you actually have extraterrestrial gods in ancient times or certainly have enough evidence of them to at least go, hmm, and then you still see them in the skies. Now, there's still paranormal places on the planet. I've talked about Skinwalker Ranch. Go go watch that show. I've got it on my Amazon um, profile if you want to go stream it. Uh, everything's at cubcooker.me. Everything I talk about, you can find over there in the spiritual resource shop. Um, it's all there, guys. So what is the word that became flesh? The word is, again, the logo. Strong's 3056. A computation, specifically the divine expression. Then we move to Hebrews 412. For the word of God is living and active. And then that goes on there. But what is the word there? The word is the logos. How is this living and active? I grew up being told that this Bible was living and active. It's pretty living and active when you read every version of it and then you realize that everybody has a different opinion on it. That creates a lot of living activity that is not necessarily healthy. What's up, Annie? How are you doing? Thanks for being here. Um, son of uh, Sonic Noah says, so was Jesus an alien? No, I don't think he was an alien. Do I think that he had the um, genetic makeup of the origin before it was manipulated and trapped in the perfect prison of the Garden of Eden and then kicked out of the garden because, oh, well, fine. You don't, you're not going to follow what I told you. Then I'm going to kick you out. And by the way, I'm going to curse the ground and you're going to suffer and you're going to bear children in pain. And the ground is cursed and you will sweat and bleed to bring forth the fruit from the ground. Where's the loving God in that, guys? Because the Christ that came and spoke of it, and other versions of Christ, by the way, 
Many preceded him, and he's had many iterations of him. But again, Christ was the fullness of the Logos. I think many people have woken up as Christ, but may not have been the fullness of the Logos, the perfection that Christ was, and the ability to be that perfect human on the earth while also being the fullness of the Logos of God, and then choose to go to the cross for humanity out of love, which created a resonant frequency that literally permeated all of creation because that act of love, he was so tied into the spiritual realm where his father is, who is not on a spaceship, by the way, but he's tied into that spiritual realm. This is why I daily talk about Yahweh versus El Elyon, God Most High, or the true Holy Trinity, the triune God, the mother, the father, and the son, or the son, the mother, the father, the father, the mother, the son, however you want to look at it. It's the divine archetype for the family, right? And this is not like, you know, against anyone. Like, again, I don't care what your orientation is or who you're married to. I'm just saying we have, like, we see that, especially in earlier belief systems, like Sumerian belief systems, that you have this divine family and that you have a mother figure in that. And the love between the father and the mother created the divine computation, which is literally the birth, the product. You are the birth and the product of the divine father and mother. And Christ was the fullness of that, which came to live in each of us and unlock us. If you look at people that are, that are devoutly spiritual, and I'm not talking about devoutly religious, but deeply spiritual, pray, meditate, Seek high vibrations in service to others. Choose life and love over the world and the constructs of the world. They're different. And and the world calls them crazy. I've gotten the whole crazy thing, I don't know, 20 times this week. Somebody's saying, this guy lives in his mom's basement. We're not worthy to receive his whatever, you know. Okay. I had someone who used to be my friend tell me that I'm leading people straight to hell. You lead yourself and I lead myself. And if you have Christ, you have him. To those who have will be given more. To those who have not, even what they have will be taken away. A lot of people turn that into like a physical manifesting thing and and say, well, if you have money and go ahead and you know, whatever, and put the money in your bank account and then you'll have more. Well, I mean, as above, so below, sure, it's going to work, you know, to some extent in the in the physical realm. But I'm sorry, I just don't buy that. I think that's a very spiritual statement there. The Matthew principle is what it's called. And I think when you have it, when you believe it, when you know it, when you trust it, when you ask for it in prayer and you believe it, you receive it. And I'm not talking about naming and claim it stuff. I got the new car. I got the new car. No, guys, I'm talking about spiritually. I am a child of God. I have everything I need. The abundance of the universe pours forth from me. That's a different way to think. Annie says it's all very personal. And Wendy says agreed. Absolutely. Uh, Kitten Wizard says I've had that vision of the mother, the son, half and half out of reality, and the father. Awesome. Awesome. See? 
This is something that's being revealed, guys. I think the time is now for all of this lost knowledge to come back. Where is it coming back? It's not coming back through the internet. It's not coming back through books. I mean, yeah, we have some of that being recovered. We can now read Gospel of Thomas. We now can get online. I can look up on Bible Hub. I can look up all the Greek, and we can have this conversation. I can stream here. I can put this out on all the platforms and reach hundreds of thousands of people. Guys, we're reaching millions of people a month now. This message is, is I cannot believe, I mean, I can believe, but I'm so thankful, so thankful, and I have so much gratitude that this message is, you know, is going. I, I chose to turn my back on everything I thought I had built, the whole life that I thought, you know, God had for me in my business. And I was like, fine, I'm going to live on savings. I'm going to do this thing. I feel that God's calling me and I'm going to lean back into it. And if you guys know my testimony from 2020 on, I said yesterday in the live stream, I feel like I was raptured in 2020. And I don't think that that's far from the truth. But I'm different now. And there's a lot of people in my life that don't like that different and won't talk to me anymore. And there's a lot of people in my life that don't understand And there's a lot of people that, you know, watched me grow up in my hometown. What a prophet is not received in his hometown. And a physician cannot heal in his own home. And I'm telling you guys, I'm thankful for this because we can reach this incredible community together. Uh, Akhenation followed a one true God. Uh, I don't know who that is. So if you could share, that would be awesome. But, uh, Wendy says exactly. Uh, God removes people. Let's see. I dreamed last night of three, three, three consciously. Uh, I heard it and I was elated. Awesome. Awesome. Love, love numbers. I think that, uh, the physical matrix will start to manifest different numbers and stuff. Uh, when we start to see through it, like you're going to see like divine alignment in it because Christ came to literally show that we have authority over the physical matrix. It does not have authority over us. Sorry, my dog is in my lap over here. You can wait, sit down, lay down. She does this every day when I live stream. She's at that puppy age of she just turned a year and she thinks that the world revolves around her. So uh, but, but guys, I'm telling you, I'm so thankful that we can do this because I tried to be a pastor here in my hometown. I tried to be a minister and, um, you know, it didn't work out, not for any particular reason other than there was just always something in the way or something leading me over here or, uh, you know, things that I thought were already a done deal with that, you know, even in, in high school and college, I thought I was going to go to seminary and then I got, you know, a great, great job at a local theater here. And I got to do that and work with some incredible people, um, and build sets and do lighting and learn how to do all this stuff that I'm doing now and learn how to be on stage and talk and improv and carry a conversation for an hour or two about stuff that I'm interested in and that we're interested in. And like, I see how that life path has led to here. And I wrote a book about it called God given gifts of brilliance, like a Christ centered, um, field guide for finding that success. And it's not about that earthly success. It's about feeling aligned. It's about feeling at peace. It's about feeling, uh, 
of that love of God and knowing that you're in your divine purpose. And you can check that out, www.cubcooker.me. Um, it's over there on audio. We've had a lot of people get it this week. Thank you guys. You guys support me through that, through the merch that we're doing. I'm trying to do some super cool merch. I love UFOs and UFO technology. I think that a lot of the angels still use that technology. I think that that's part of how our universe is built. Uh, I also think that some of those angels fell and they want to mess with people and they still try to deceive. And like, I think we still have that. So, uh, Louis says, uh, I got a question. Absolutely. Drop your question. Uh, I'm Cougar Cub. Simba says, Oh, what's up? Simba Cub. That's cool. Um, uh, yeah, I've been Cub. Like my brother, when he was three years old, he couldn't say, um, he couldn't say Jacob, so he just called me Cub, Cub, Cub. So, I mean, as, as early as I can remember, I was never Jacob. I was always Cub. I was Cub in Cub Scouts. I was Cub in theater. I was Cub in my friend groups. Um, so I just grew up with that. I, even in school, I was Cub, and then I homeschooled. And when I got my job, I was Cub. And when I was on stage, they even put my name in the program, you know, when I was playing characters on stage as Cub Cooker. Um, so it's, it's been a, an interesting thing. And when I started this whole thing, I, you know, thought about naming it other stuff. And I finally realized, you know, God's already given me a new name. Like I am his child. I am his cub. And I need to just go with that. And of course I'm Jacob Cooker with cub in parentheses over on, on Facebook. Cause they want you to use your real name and your driver's license to get verified on there. But, um, but yeah, I am Cub. I, I am a child of the Most High. And why did Christ come to make us children of the Most High? He was the Son of the Most High. He came to create more sons and daughters of the Most High. Not followers, but sons and daughters with the authority of the King. And I think that's really, really important. To remember for all of us. Where can I find an actual book to read of Enoch? Uh, Salazar, I've got uh, them on my on my website. If you want to support me or you can Google it, uh, they're on Amazon. Uh, on my Amazon, I've got the ones that I like and that I read from. There's a couple of different versions on there. Just whatever resonates with you. I think it's a great place to start no matter uh, what. I like the English Standard Version. It's just more plain English. Um some of them, you know, you can get study guides for it and stuff, but I like to just read it and try to understand the general story in reference to my Bible because it helps fill in a lot of the gaps and a lot of the understandings and a lot of the cosmic narrative that I think, honestly, people just didn't want to leave in there because it's weird. Because it does, it, it takes us and makes us subservient to these extraterrestrial gods, which is I think part of our authentic reality, just my opinion. And as I say on all of this, I don't know guys. The one thing I do know though, is that the word of God, the logos of God is not a book. It's in you and it's in me. And it was unlocked by Christ and what he did. And he was the fullness of that logos. And he was the product of the love of the father. If you want to stick with traditional doctrine, but I believe he was the product of the Divine Father and the Divine Mother. I think that's why 
when Moses came down on the mountain, the Israelites were worshiping the golden calf. To me, that's that you know, if you read it, most people will say, well, that's that's a representation of Baal. But I think, and I see, if you look back to Sumerian culture and you see that El, the god of gods, is represented by a golden bull and the water, the baptism. And he had a consort or a wife, and that was Asherah. Who hated Asher poles? Yahweh. Yahweh hated Asher poles. Who was a high priest of El Elyon? Melchizedek. Who is forever a high priest in the order of Melchizedek? Christ. To me, it's all there still. And everybody says, well, God, God preserves his word. God preserves the truth. Yeah, he did. It's still there. But you have to have eyes to see and ears to hear. I fully agree with you. Uh, Renala says, thank you so much. Um, yeah, Louie, what's your question? I think you, you said you had a question earlier. Um, Sonic Noah says, uh, where do you get that from? Uh, the whole Melchizedek thing is, um, it's in the Bible and just Google Melchizedek and you will find uh, he's in a few verses. Um, he is one of them that actually talks about Elion. Um, Elion, El Elion is in the Bible several times. He's not what I would call a super active participant in everything going on. But rather, I think Christ came to make us a super active participant in everything going on because he's in us. And I think that was the secret that Christ came to reveal is that, hey, he's not these E.T. gods that are floating around that are bringing fire and brimstone and plagues and storms. You know, Yahweh was the God of storms. And a lot of pastors and theologians will try to justify and say, well, he was the God of storms because people just believed that he brought rain and stuff when they prayed to him, you know? Well, I mean, to me that takes, if you're going to take that much power out of it, why believe it in the first place? You know, why do we even believe any of this stuff if we can't look at the weird parts of it and go, maybe we're a part of the weird larger narrative and that's where it started to get power within me. And that's where the word of God started to well up within me. And I started to realize that what I'm reading is a great opportunity that I even have it in one book. That's a blessing. But it's my responsibility to dig deeper and take my spirituality and my faith seriously. And not just trust what someone else tells me. By the way, don't trust what I'm telling you. Go read it. Go look into it. Pray about it. Meditate on it. Seek it deeply. Because to me, that's the whole point of why we're here to ascend out of this cage that we're in. Where do you get that Mel Melchizedek was a high priest of El? Uh, you can look it up. I don't have it pulled up and I've got to get through the rest of this here. I've done some live streams on it where I read the verses though. So you can go check out um, my podcast with that. Um, sorry, I don't remember verses off the top of my head. So, um, Okay, Psalm, your word is is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. People always quote that. Psalm 119, 105. Well, here, the Hebrew word is Strong 1697 that says, a word, a matter, a thing, a cause. Nowhere in there does it talk about a divine computation or a divine expression or a computation. It's just a word, a matter, a thing, or a cause. Because... And we have to remember, a lot of the Old Testament, they are worshiping Yahweh. 
Now, did Christ come to fulfill all of the Yahweh prophecies, all of the old prophets? Absolutely. He had to because they had authority. Who is the God of this world? Who did Christ say the God of this world is? Satan. Who else claims to be the God of this world all through the Old Testament and wields an iron fist? Who said in the verse yesterday that I read that he would bring forth from dark places gifts for Moses? I think it was for Moses. You can go back and watch the podcast yesterday. I wish I had a photographic memory to just recall all of this, but that's why I have to research it and keep looking at it. You know, why is he saying it's from a dark place? Why why do you have this like jealous, angry God that is like continuing to say, why do you have to continually claim your authority if you really have it? That's my question. Genesis 14 is Melchizedek. Somebody says, thank you for looking that up. I appreciate that. Um, something I learned recently, Yahweh isn't the most powerful Christian God by a huge margin. See, yeah, absolutely. That's then that's what I talk about on a lot of the live streams. Yahweh being, you know, more of an extraterrestrial than a spirit God. And Christ came to talk about a father who's in spirit. So just be aware of the difference guys. And I've always questioned, well, why is the old Testament God so angry? And I've had pastors my whole life tell me, Oh, you know, God's character changed when he had a son. Because, you know, when you have a child, you become, you know, uh, a softer heart or whatever. And, I, guys, I don't buy that. Come on. God is not us. He's not us in the flesh. But he's us in the spirit. We are him in the spirit. All things in spirit are him. Because spirit is pure and true. And you go, well, what about demonic entities? Well, those are those are souls. There's a difference between a soul and a spirit. Or a spirit and a soul. And I don't know the exact definitions. But you know there are dark spirits for sure. But you have this dichotomy all through mythology of dark spirits and light spirits. And the only thing that will remain in the end that we know that we can all agree on is light wins. Love wins. So God is all powerful and he can do as he wants. Absolutely. What do you believe happens to us when we pass? I think uh, my current understanding, which can evolve, my current understanding is that when we are uh, pass away, that our energy, if it has ascended, will join the higher energy and continue to create and co-create with God. If it hasn't ascended and we're still at a low vibration, it'll get reincarnated as an opportunity to decide again. But if you look at prophetic timelines, I think we are at the end of an age and look at what happened to Mars. We don't know what happened to Mars, but there was an end of an age on Mars guys. Look at it. You can tell it was a beautiful planet at some point. Now it's just a red rock. Still got some water on it. Maybe some signs of life, but wait, is this Mormonism? I mean, isn't it all, isn't, isn't all world religions and beliefs, they all kind of have the same thread running through them, but people focus on different things and no, I'm not Mormon. I've got some Mormon friends though. Um, anyway, are we at the end of an age? I don't know. I can't tell you, but all I know is it's time for me to ascend. And when I feel like I was raptured in 2020, my life changed completely. And I started focusing on new things. And I'm sorry about the dogs, guys. I'm going to have to start getting a dog sitter or something. They just act goofy during the day. And especially with the seasonal change, we had a, a cold front blow in today. And it's about 60 degrees and overcast. And they're just acting goofy. And 
then everybody, you know, is kind of on high alert anyway with everything going on in the world. And I have been, so they're all, they're all up in arms, but, uh, the time of grace is almost here. Very good way to put that Paul. Very, very good. So anyway, I'm going to go and take my dogs outside to play. But thank you guys for being here. Good morning live stream. I hope that makes sense. There's a great article on Vanguard.com. Uh, and uh, it says nowhere in the Bible is it said that the Bible is the word of God. As a matter of fact, the Bible is not even in the Bible. Scriptures referring to the word of God never refer to the Bible. For example, Moses says the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, don't be afraid, Abram. So, you know, it's just pretty obvious if you read it like the the Bible is not, I mean, that makes sense. I think you can over justify and say that the Bible is the word of God, but I think the word of God is in us. I think it was fully present in Christ. Um, hold on just a second. Guys, stop. Sorry to have to correct my dogs on camera, but that's, this is live. So anyway, thank you guys. Second Timothy three sixteen. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God or woman may be adequately equipped for every good work. It says all scripture. So don't forget that next time uh, somebody says, hey, have you read this Hindu scripture? Or hey, have you read this Buddhist scripture or this Egyptian phrase? Or hey, have you read the Sumerian tablets? Or hey, have you read the Gospel of Thomas? If you're strong in your faith, if you want to ascend, you seek, you seek deeply, and you look at all scripture because what is it? It is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. Even if you don't agree with it, you can learn from it. I love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Check out the shop. Like I said, use the code DISCOUNT25 this weekend only. It is September 22nd on Thursday, so it runs from today through Sunday. You can get 25% off everything in the shop, including the new merch. But I'm clearing a lot of the old merch out to make room for the new. I've got kind of a new style I'm working with, and I really like it. And it's been really well received. This is our UFO propaganda poster. I think it's really cool. I've got it on an iPhone case. Any type of iPhone you have, all the way back to an iPhone 6, you can select with this. We've got the poster. A lot of people are framing those. The mug, I've got to get me a mug, and I'm going to get me a shirt too. The shirts are incredible. But like I said, I have to price these so I make a profit, but you can still get 25% off on these right now. And that directly supports this channel. And I really, really appreciate your support. Thank you for letting me do this full time. Thank you for your support. God bless you guys. Have a beautiful day. And I'm going to see you this afternoon. Peace.